Recording from our headquarters in Old Town Orange, welcome to the Hot Rod by Boyd Podcast. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming out. This is exciting. Okay, JF, thanks for coming out. Mike Curtis, thanks for coming out. All four doors. All four doors. I get. I got JF Lanier and Mike Curtis. JF Customs, Curtis Speed. Yo, yo. Yes. What's the name of your podcast? You know what? I don't have a name yet. I don't. I really. Because it would have been a... wicked if you're like introducing it like, you welcome got... all to this evening's well, that... Coddington <laughs> podcast. You got, yeah, you got You got to have. You got to have the intro. Punchy. It's I know. Punchy. Well, well, like, that's WWF. That's what my boy here, Steve, is going to work on. Um, okay. You know, post production here. So. But yeah, no, this is interesting. I've been wanting to do this for a while, so here we are. We're hanging out and we're talking about stuff, right? Car stuff. What's going on? Mike, big big weekend for Mike this weekend. Drag racing. And your 40th birthday. 40th yeah. birthday. Cheers to that. Oof. Cheers. Holy. This is a big weekend in my life because my mom's is tomorrow, the 9th, and then my wife's is the 11th, you know? And then we got Michael here. <laughs> and then your brother's the is like a week later. Uh, yeah, Greg's is on the 21st. So, yeah, November's a busy month. So, yeah. Yep, yeah, should be fun. We're going to go out there and uh, work on Sean Reed's Dragster. Nice. See if we can go out there. Because yeah, you go out tomorrow, right? Friday? And then you'll be out there Yeah, all we're weekend. qualifying tomorrow, Saturday, and then Sunday's eliminations. Yeah. Steve Torrance already locked the championship, though. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I think everybody will know that because by the time they hear this, it'll be past. It's way time. past that. No, I know. No, but no, but seriously, he's uh, he's he's won the last twenty rounds straight, which is only one other guy has done that, and he still has four more chances. That's wild. Really? Yeah, it's pretty awesome, and it's a small, it's a privately funded team. His dad, his dad has a, a construction company in Texas. Really? And Capco contractors, and his his dad his dad races ten rounds or ten races out of the circuit, and then Steve does all twenty six. Wow! So for people that don't actually have the background, Mike, they uh, know that you bake wheels. But what's your weekend job? So they know what you're talking about here. Oh uh, well, I I, I I rebuild the superchargers, and then. A bunch of other miscellaneous stuff when we're doing the service but uh yeah we 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 put new teflon liners in the blower so it, it's working properly and then on on on, a top on it's, fuel it's, a, it's a top fuel dragster thank yeah, you so. yeah so do you have, Sorry, you have to I'm re- very good at this you re you rebuild them every run or uh every other every other yeah nice yeah, yeah i mean it's so that's your specific job. You pull that thing off the motor, pull it all apart, put it back together. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it takes it takes a while, and and you got it's some pretty precise measurements. So being a machinist kind of helps. That's cool. And yeah. are they running your wheels? Uh, yes, my wheels are on the front of that car, and also on uh, Scott Palmer's Cat Spot Dragster. Nice. What are they running in the rear? You haven't attempted to go the rear route, right? <clears throat> I haven't yeah. done any rear stuff yet. It's because uh, they're mainly billet. Okay, it, you know it's that's a lot of material, and uh, I I'm trying to sell some, but 
Yeah, because you yet. got it. You got the front certified, right? Yeah, front. I, uh, yeah, I'm an SS, SFI certified SFI, yeah. vendor now, and no, that's totally we, cool. We got man. that. We got that taken care of early this year. So, what's your record on the wheels? Who's doing better? 330 mile an hour is the fastest they've gone. Nice. That's pretty cool, Multiple man. times. They should be ready to take flight at that speed. <laughs> Sometimes they do. <laughs> yeah, Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's cool. I probably won't be able to make it out there this weekend. I just got too much going on. But I'd like to. When's the next? When's Then so, you take uh, a break winter, for a while, right? Well, yeah, this is, the, this is the finals. So then the Winter Nationals start in February. End of February. In Pomona. It kicks off again. Nice. So, JF, you came down here from Canada this weekend. I did. Just for this? Just for Mike's birthday, nice. to tell you the truth. That's cool. Yeah. So, when uh, you guys have known each other, I mean, I knew about you when, when Mike was doing all the, the stuff for uh, your the Buick. wagon. The Buick. Oh, for the Buick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did the wagon stuff before. Yep. And that's when I kind of made the connection when, because I was here, Mike was machining stuff for me. That was what, 2014? Uh, Mike and I have been doing stuff. On, but I mean, the, on the Riviera. When, Riviera is 2013, 2012. We were doing stuff. Okay. Because I remember watching like all just the little parts with the grill and the headlight bezels and all yeah, that stuff. And then I remember crazy like, stuff there. Really, really crazy like stuff. Like the, the wheels. I remember seeing the wheels going together. And Mike's like, I go, oh, when's the show? Oh, this is, wait, this is for Detroit? And he goes, mm-hmm. I go, that's this weekend, Mike. Yeah, yeah, no, like, I, I had the cops knocking on the door. They're like, you got to shut off. And I was like, nope, no, it's not happening. We're, you're like, we're, we're you're, screwed. Because yeah, you're yeah, like, hey, how much happened. is a ticket? I'll pay for it, okay? Because I got to keep going here. No, no, luckily, we, I, yeah. luckily I got buddies in the law, and uh, they, 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 I, I just went back inside. Yeah, we're trying to win awards here, okay? <laughs> we, yeah. Uh, no, that that was, uh, that was cool. I, I mean, since I've been doing, I've known Mike for a while. But uh, since I've been since I've been dealing with Mike and being around the shop a lot, just watching all this stuff unfold is pretty cool, you know. Yeah, there's been Watch. some battles that have been fought that are uh, kind of crazy, to tell you the truth. We, uh, of course, I live in Canada, in the West Coast here, and when you uh, head out to Detroit, it um, it's a big journey. It's 38 hours of truck driving for us to get wow. there usually try to break it up in three days if you can it's never happened <laughs> we always bust it into two days we actually made it in one thirty-eight hour stint wow one pull that year um but mike was busy cutting the grill when we left town with the car to get to detroit is how Dude, last I, minute that i stuff remember was. i remember watching that because i was over here <laughs> i wasn't moved into the shop here then um but i remember i was that for some reason yeah, that week driving a bunch that time yeah i was driving around and then I, I remember just in that like those two that two weeks span before the show i was here a lot just watching mental stuff yeah it was mental. just crazy just like because of the tight wow. time frames and the the uniqueness of the parts i don't i would like to think that it can be done differently um maybe with a little bit better planning we can do better but it really if you're testing yourself you always want to make sure you're producing whatever the best can be at that moment and typically that happens late in the game because you just sort of stop when you look up at the clock and realize you're out of time yeah up until then you're refining pieces and you're fabricating stuff to the nth degree and you're trying to add detail where maybe nobody will notice but you know as a 
as a fabricator in Mike's case and me as a car builder in my case that you could still add a little bit to the to the puzzle and uh yeah we usually we usually push the envelope on the clock a little further than it should be yeah no i mean a lot of things look good too on yeah. paper and then like you said you get down to the oh, man uh we got to do this a little differently to get where we need to oh, go oh yeah 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 that's a, yeah you run it you know what i mean like you're almost done and then it's like uh i didn't see that way like <laughs> that's so far back <laughs> right or someone's like oh i didn't tell you i was gonna run this lug nut on the wheel right yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> after you oh i already drilled it yeah that's nice wow. yeah but yeah i mean um that actually that that reminds me of something kind of fun um when we did a car for detroit um seven or eight years ago we did a really cool mustang and uh created something quite unique with one of these errors where you're whether it's a programming error that hurts a wheel or um you know a mismeasurement error on the builder's part which be my yeah. case mm-hmm. and the wheel doesn't quite fit the car properly <laughs> and uh luckily that time we had enough time for mike to produce another set of wheels pair a pair yeah and uh i took advantage of having an extra set of wheels an extra pair of wheels um to cut one in half and use it as a display so real show car people will understand that typically your brakes are are perfect on a, on a show car they're detailed in a way that is probably not even drivable your inner fenders will be color sanded painted yeah again detailed in a way that's really not not practical but if if you're planning to win a big car show you got to show that's up with your a game and that's how you do it right so here i am with a set of wheels that i've mismeasured and i decided the one day that instead of putting the hub of the wheel on a stanchion or on a little tripod or on a stand uh, and display the the caliper and the rotor and all the cool stuff that was going on in that wheel well i decided to hack a wheel in half and i uh, the half wheel the half wheel right so this year uh, we're going to detroit again and i all i can say is i uh you can expect a couple half wheels on really? this year's car for sure. It's <laughs> nice. such a cool way to display the car. Because when you walk up to the car, there's nothing really kind of missing. The lower profile of the car is right. You walk up to the back end of the car, you still see two tires. Yeah. It doesn't take away from the dynamic look of the car, how it sits, how its stance is. And yet you're still able to display in full field of vision what that looks like. Nice. So can you talk about what you're building? Uh, I think I can talk about what we're building. I, I'm not allowed to show you pictures. So no, this actually, right. this this works perfect. out just good doing yeah. it this yeah, way. Exactly. Yeah, we're doing. Acadian. Uh, <clears throat> we've got What's a really it? interesting car. It's it's called an Acadian. Yeah, it's a Canadian version of a Chevy Two. Okay. Still considered a Chevy Two. It actually gets Chevy Two badging in Canada. Uh, promoted by Pontiac instead of Chevrolet. Oh, nice. What? So what year? This one will be a '64. Nice. Yeah. Of course, rad- radically changed and. And typical nice. of our, our show cars. Uh, the car's got just a giant motor, twin turbos. Wow. Lots and lots of Mike's billet stuff, including, you know, a one-off fabricated grill, which looks really, really killer. And being a Pontiac, we were able to play with it just a little bit and make it look I, I, almost GTO-esque. Nice. Which in America is pretty, you know, that's Pontiac yeah, at, yeah. at its core, isn't it? For yeah, sure. that's the best Pontiac. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So on those cars, I mean, I mean, I'm not too familiar with those. So 
It's a no, like a '64 Nova. Yeah. No, I know. I'm way familiar with the '64 Nova. I'm just saying what the difference would be. Probably, okay. Yeah. So uh, I'll, yeah, I'll introduce it's just trim. It it's just trim. That's what I'm saying. It's all the same sheet metal. Yeah, they share. different grill. Headlight bezels. Trim. Exactly. Dash but, taillights, yeah, but the body and everything's all the same. Right? Body's Identical. all the same. Yeah. Is it a, so? Are you same. doing as a hardtop? Is it a post car? Post car. Post. Okay. Great story behind it. The the owners had the car his whole life. Basically, bought it as a high school car. Drag raced it a little bit in high school. Bastardized it along the way. Cut the wheel wells up to fit some big tires. Just did all the stuff you do as a young person in the hot rod <laughs> right. industry. And uh, actually got married in the car 34 years ago. Oh, wow. So it's substantial to even his family. His kids have never known him without the car. He's kept it all these years. And uh, it's had a few incarnations. And we were lucky enough to start working with him about three and a half years ago. And just sort of take the car from a real pro, pro street look to something that I'm hoping is a really wicked blend of pro street, pro tour. Okay. Something that'll still allow the car to, it's not meant to go around corners. And that's where some of that confusion is, is right now. If it's not pro tour, then it's not trendy. It's not, it's not current, but that's not true because a lot of cars are built purposely for street and drag race application. Yeah, for sure. And, and this car is hopefully going to be a very refined, very, um, uh, purpose built car with that intent it's still meant to go drag racing it's still only meant to go in a straight line but it's meant to haul ass doing it. it's meant to look good doing it and it's meant to still look trendy fresh and new nice yeah full roll cage in the car a lot of it hidden some real magic going on that i'm excited to show the world that's cool and you have what uh three months I, I think the clock says 97 days. 97 days. Before it's got to leave. So, Mike, when are you going to start the wheels in? About 90 days? I think we're, 90 we're, days. We're talking about that this weekend. <laughs> no, no, but he's, got, he's, he's already got the grill. I mean, we're way ahead. Of, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah the I mean, wheels. The, we can put the wheels we together. We can put the wheels quick. on in Detroit. No, right? no, no. We're doing, we're doing A-arms and taillights, and we got a bunch nice. of pieces left still. So Yeah. Nice. There's still something he I'm can deliver. excited. In his suitcase in Detroit, because that's happened. yeah, yeah, that's the, that that's that's our yeah. that's our pattern. That'll probably be my reason. The for first good. year, no, no, the first year with the wagon, I had <laughs> I had the steering wheel and the taillights in my luggage. That's carry awesome. on luggage, carry on. So if you can feature, Mike's got these taillights with a bunch of LED it, lights. It, it, what, 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 the, there had to have been like forty five lights in that thing. Oh. I, I don't remember, but the, if nothing looks like a bomb, like a taillight, it's, just, it's, it's all LEDs, of... all wired up and like hanging. Like, <laughs> Dude. Little circuit board in the back of the they, they weren't hanging out, but like they go through the X-ray deal, right? And mm-hmm. they're, they're like, "What's going on here?" But yeah, I could definitely see that. You know, having a steering switch. wheels are always the last thing to go. I don't know why I can't. Get well, I could see things. that'll be my reason for going this year. It'd be like Michael hit me up and go, "Hey, dude, what are you doing this weekend? I need we need s- two carry-ons. Yeah, we need two more carry-ons." <laughs> 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 I haven't been in years. I'd like to go. It's, like the fir- it's, it's a, a good show. It's what the first weekend of March. I like yeah. it. It's usually snowing. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Detroit in the snow. Yeah. Like I fun. like the snow. We go bumper sledding. Well, you grew up in the snow. <laughs> but then again, you've spent half your life, more than half your life in California, uh, California now. California now, yeah. Because yep, you moved I've out here, here when you were what? 18. 18. Uh, went been here to, 21 years. Went to work for my dad when you were 18. And so, 98? 97. 97. Yeah, man, time flies, dude. Yeah, yeah. Forty years old this weekend. My wife turns forty, so I know. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, 
Gonna have fun. So basically, you got to work on. I'm gonna be working. I'm gonna be working from eight in the morning until anywhere between eleven and one what? on my birthday. But it's not. It's not. It's it's working on a top field dragster. It's not like no. It's not, can, like I'm, it's not like I'm hauling <laughs> bags of sand from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you could yeah, exactly. But, but it, it's a, there's a lot of waiting around. But like you, uh, you usually I got a good four hours on the blower. So. Yeah. Well. Um, I mean, and that, that's that's as long as you know we don't break anything else, which those things are kind of ticking time bombs. And it, at the end of every run, it's just a matter of how much stuff is broken. It's <laughs> really yeah, you break. I mean, you're, you're guaranteed something is. I guarantee you, there is some broken stuff. You, so you, you, do so you hear the, that thing take off? So the motor Fuck, runs for it, ten it, seconds, <laughs> and it's it's guaranteed to have broken parts. There's a it, scenario. Well, no, that's what happens when you push it to the limit, right? You're trying to go the fastest you possibly can. It's the nitro is is a incredibly crazy substance. Like, is you can like they start the cars on gasoline, really, and then you can tell as soon as the nitro kicks in, it just turns into a different beast. Really, it's crazy. It wow. I never knew that. So they fire it up just on regular gas. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then... Nitro, it won't, it won't fire because really. It, so it, what it do they do? So it takes so much pressure to, to start nitro. Well, then how do they do that? So they transition, they switch it, switch it over. No, no, no. They, you see them with a the little squirt ball dumping gasoline down oh, the carburetor. I see. They fires up. I get it. Okay. You, you, know, you run on that for a little bit, and then you yank the coils and turn the fuel pump on, and right there you're rocking. Nice. Interesting stuff, man. That's that's pretty wild. Like if you've Never, that's why I'm ta- I want to take my girls, right? It's because if you've never been trackside at one of the uh, next to any, top field anywhere, car, like if you're if you're if you're if you're within if you're within a quarter of a mile of the place, like <laughs> dude, you, like it, yeah, you get it, you you know, you start paying attention, and the, it's so it's so incredible because the closer you get now, now I stand right behind the car, wow, when it takes off, and you get knocked over. You know what I mean? If you're not paying attention, it'll knock you back. That's and crazy. That's the truth. There's some it? great videos on that you can YouTube of people's like first drag race as a spectator, like watching these things. No, like, no, no, it's it's, just like, it's, it's phenomenal standing anywhere in the stands. Like it's, don't, if you're at the starting line, finish line, anywhere, it's it's super impressive. It, like it, unbelievable. Like it's so cool to watch. It's been it's been many years since I've been. I need to go, man. I need to get out there. I can't go out this weekend, but maybe I'll go to Winter Nationals. Yeah, you have to go for the Winter Nationals. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe I'll help you pull apart a blower. I have no idea what I'm doing. You could be be my water boy. Yeah, there you go. I go through a lot of water at the track. so freaking hot. Really? Yeah. Can I drink beer at least? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Okay. You just can't stand the pits. Oh really? (laughs) No, you can't. No one on the the crew can be involved with anything like that. Otherwise, you get... Executed or at least eliminated. <laughs> executed. <laughs> executed. So, Off with your head. <laughs> so JF, teach a guy for having a beer. What's uh, what's your? Give me a little background on you. Like, how did you get into the custom car business? And, uh, I mean, then and then we'll lead up to how you met this crazy guy right here. Yeah, my my story is not. Yeah, I come from the middle of nowhere. Actually, there's uh, Chris Shelton wrote an interesting article on me when we did the Kaiser. And it was hard to say. It was like um, how the kid from the wrong country, from the wrong town, and you know, kind of did what's right on that car. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I just grew up loving cars. Some kids just are that way. 
uh, probably the only kid in my hometown to watch drag races every Sunday on, on the television and just couldn't wait to get more and more of that in my life. <clears throat> it, uh, the hot rod stuff is is just sort of I I think been ingrained in me I thought it was just because we were poor family was poor enough that uh, well I'll tell you a story a karate kid story everybody remembers remembers the of our generation remembers the karate kid oh absolutely so if you're too poor to buy a car what do you do you just fix one up that's a lot cheaper Right? Yeah, like, where's the logic in that? <laughs> yeah. Unless you got hot rodding uh, taste, you know. Right, exactly. Right. So oh, here I am oh. watching this thing, and I'm like, oh, I can't afford a super cool car. My friends are getting cars, so ah, I'm just gonna fix one up. And so my dad and I fixed up an old farm truck, and I still have it to this day. And I've driven my kids to their first day of school in it every year. Oh, nice. Yeah, my daughter. What grad- is it? Graduates. It's an old '51 Mercury pickup. Nice. Another Canadian sort of adjective to. Uh, Basically, it's a Ford pickup. F one hundred with yeah. okay yeah. with a Mercury tailgate. The Mercury tailgate, <laughs> really? and yeah. Mercury yeah. hood emblem, and, and it's pretty slick, right? So something very unique. Um, and then he went and cut it all up. I did. I bastardized <laughs> the thing. <laughs> no, but it's so funny because it's it's almost. I did a I did a forty eight Chevy when I was in high school, and they're they're very similar. Chopped Pro Street. You oh know, wait, Wicked yeah. What color? Did you you brought that thing out here? No, I never brought it out oh, here. Okay, I. I ended up trading it, but oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's funny though because like we're we're good buddies now, and like our but our high school trucks are kind of kind of similar. similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah very I, similar. I, I, didn't, I didn't have sure. I didn't have uh, option to a Mercury, but I had I did I did take a a fifty one Ford when I had my driver's permit. I took one of my dad's buddies' trucks to one of the NSRA events in Colorado. Nice. Just, Is that that painter guy? Yeah, pool. Oh, that's Jim awesome. Pool. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Pool. It was baby blue at that time. The truck. So, did you? I mean, you've been in the same area, of BC. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Um, I was pretty smart in school. Thought I wanted to be a doctor, and then I disco- discovered girls and uh, got sidetracked. Fast cars. Yeah, right. <laughs> Somewhere along there, booze maybe all at the same time, and I was like. Holy shit, I'm not going to school. I'm just going to play with cars and drive fast. <laughs> and uh, some of that took over for sure. I ended up working at local body shops. Uh, as much as I went from sanding my cars to have watching somebody hold the spray, spray gun a couple times on them, realized I wanted to be holding the spray gun because that looked like a really uh, romantic sort of right powerful thing to do to change the color of a car (laughs) you know i was you know so if you can lower a car and change the color of a car you're in you're a force to be reckoned with and a lot of that took over i i I knew i wanted to be self-employed early on um really dreamed of dreaming of having a hot rod shop not at all i I just wanted to be self-employed make some money and and play with cars and we built well we should say i the first couple cars i really built by myself uh, showed up a couple of good guys events and actually won my first good guys event, which was staggering for me. Uh, the car ended up on the cover of their, their magazine that year. That's what was that? Oh, it was a 55 Chevy that I did. Nice. It was it? And, yeah. Was that, is that the orange and charcoal one? Yeah. Orange champagne, and champagne one. Yeah. And the, is it champagne? The is color, that what? the color on the back was really what, yeah. Made you know what? I, that, that, I remember that one. 
That's a, that's a nice car. Slick, slick car. Yeah, yeah. Cane, yeah. cane and air filters. Yeah, okay. I, I noticed the wheels on it. It was, yeah. so was no, that, no, was no, no. But that's a nice wheel. No, it's not a bad wheel. It's just very basic wheel. It's not very bad. basic wheel. But, yeah. Um, at the I, time, it was it was really like, at the time, I um, I remember building the car really on a budget because I always have done things on a budget, including today. I'm still always on a budget. We won Detroit with a car that was probably a tenth of anybody else's budget. And uh, at the time, I think I had eighteen or sixteen thousand dollars into a '55 Chevy, hammered on the ground. I had welded in a Z28 front subframe, done my own suspension in the back, all wrecking yard parts in it, wrecking yard steering column, an old 327 that had too much camshaft, and just really built a pretty car. And I was. Did you, didn't you own the wrecking yard at that time? I did kind of own the wrecking <laughs> yard at the time, so was, used parts were cheap. That's cool. But uh, how it, long ago was that when you when you bought uh, that car? I'm gonna say that was 04, 2003. Okay. No, two thousand three. The car debuted. Okay. And it had a set Where'd of 20, you, 20 inch you? rear wheels. So you can think two thousand three, twenty inch rear wheels. Yeah. That's really really early in the big wheel game, but on oh, a fifty five yeah. Chevy. It was a strong statement. The car was mini tub. Yeah, because the wheels are so short on that thing. Yeah, anyway, yeah. You know, you, you you just, the wheel it, just but... kind of disappeared into nowhere <laughs> land on that car, and people weren't used to seeing that. So when I was doing donuts with the car and abusing the piss out of it, people would be like, "Oh, it must be nice to have your dad buy your tires." And I was like, "My dad didn't buy these tires. <laughs> this is just the way I want to drive. Like, if yeah, you're gonna yeah. build a car, drive them." Hell yeah. Well, you know what? That's what's that's awesome. I've mean, seen the videos of you in the Riviera doing the burnouts and shit. That's fucking. No, no, no. no. So I, what about racing the Riviera? I went up, I went up to Well, I've seen the one where you you were in some parking lot. I don't know. It was it, someone did a video tour, of maybe your yeah. shop or something, and you just were on the thing, just on it. Just He's always doing donuts. <laughs> no, the first, the very first time, I I hung out with him uh, was in Kelowna, BC. I went up there for the Boyd's Car Show, the Boyd's Wheel and Tires, a downtown tire shop there, and. Uh, because he was a huge celebrity, right? Oh, there's a, a, a couple, couple years of American Hot Rod, whatever it was. So he he sends that car up for me to 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 drive as my rental car. I asked the show promoter, I'm like, are you like, what's he gonna drive while he's here? And he's like, oh, we don't have a car for him to drive. I'm like, you don't have a car for him to drive. Here, I'll send up my beater. <laughs> Which one was was in this? But, yeah, tri- that 55. Tri-fi Chevy. Yeah. Oh, okay, the 55. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So like. He's like, we get out the next day. He's like, oh, here's your rental car. Jumps me off at this 55. So I'm cruising around this cool looking little 55, you know, like, nice. have fun. Well, then he shows up. He's like, have you tried the nitrous yet? And I was like, this thing's got nitrous. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. I'm babying wrong, this thing. Hey, you know what I mean? Like, I wrong, and uh, of course, wrong guy to tell that to. Exactly. No, 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 no. Minutes later, <laughs> we're doing donuts in the thing in in the middle of a, a small little intersection in the old town, Kelowna. <laughs> like, and he's just keeping it in between the the sidewalks. Oh, and, and his kids like sitting in the back seat too. And he's got his arms out the window. It was, it was, it was ridiculous. That's funny, dude. You gotta drive them like you stole them. Otherwise. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what uh, to say about cars if you can't drive them. You know, I was that's like, oh, this guy might be kind of cool. You know, <laughs> like like when Rocky Walker did the video of him doing the burnout in the French Connection, dude. You know, I didn't see that. Oh, you haven't seen that? He put, po- you know, he posted on social media a few years ago when he oh. owned it. And it's just like, dude, yeah, that's bitching. Yeah. I mean, no, like that's that's the only time you get. Uh, that's how you get the most enjoyment out of it is driving it yeah. and like drive it hard, like. 
if it breaks, you know what? That's how. That, okay, that, that, that that's part sucks. That's Fix what's so that cool. Is go it's drive like... it hard again. Like, <laughs> fix what you built wrong. I, I well, can speak to that actually. So, well, because you know, you guys are. You know, here's the, you guys come from the builder mentality, right? Because yeah. you know, if, if you're the guy, like, you got the talent and, and you, you got the know-how to fix it when you break it. These other guys just go, I want to build a pretty little trailer queen, and it cost me a lot of money to get it to the spot, and. If I break it, then I got to have this guy fix it again. And yeah. but no, no, but the the enjoyment you get out of breaking it, not not maybe not breaking it, but the the acts that lead up to that. Oh, for sure, for sure, is so but much the, fun. The shenanigans, like, shenanigans <laughs> cunning stunts. But there's also the there's the the there's the different like we talk about the indoor car show mentality and the outdoor car show mentality you know that, that's the cool thing you built that thing to no, win no. the indoor he, car he, show he, 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 in he, the wagon he, he, he gets in the grade 8 in the first wagon and then he's going and doing donuts in the back side of the in the in the corner of the convention center no, doing come donuts on, really it's a true story dude that's awesome I had to, so, cause that was I had to get the... out of jail free card though oh, Chip really? Foose was in the car oh see <laughs> so yeah. nobody's gonna get mad at yeah, Chip yeah, Foose yeah 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 you're like hey Chip get in why Chip, no, get, get in, in. I don't donuts. wanna get in trouble for what yeah. I'm about to do <laughs> right so bad that's funny man no that's that's really funny cause yeah I mean but that's what they're yeah, like Mike says that's really what that's... they're for man you know that's why like you know uh, early on um, you know my dad got uh, you know I don't know who it was, but it, back then it was just magazines. There wasn't social media where uh, uh, every you know thirty million assholes could comment on something, you know. So, are you going to remember that statement if I butt in with magazines? No, magazines are fine. No, I think they're the best thing ever. No, no, no. But hold on, I'm just talking about. Yeah, back we'll, in, we, we'll go back to that after. Yeah, the yeah. Story. Back in the day, what I'm saying is, someone in a magazine oh, said, "Hey, boy, just builds trailer queens," and that's when he said, "Oh yeah," and then he started building these cars. Driving, you know, yeah, I, I, dri- driving across country. Yeah, yeah. One of the best, the best memories uh, I have uh, of my life is taking my. I remember my dad saying, "I remember, I, I can't remember if it was between my junior and senior year or right after I graduated." But he says, "Hey, what are you doing next week?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And it was like, "He's, well, we're driving Shazoom to in, Good Guys Indy." And oh, and Bob Bowder and Gray Baskerville are gonna follow us towing a trailer, and I go, yeah, okay, whatever. And I brought my camera, and one of the greatest adventures I had, we had Shazoom, and we had some mechanical issues, you know. It was of course, the first you time did. That, first time that thing was on the road. It's and, a completely hand-built yeah, car. Yeah, I remember. You remember <laughs> yeah, that? Like, you seen? Oh, you seen the pictures of when that car was being oh, built? Car like they just so like started cool. with pieces of fenders. But it was all little small stuff. And, I mean, you know, uh, like oh, I remember. We went through a bunch of rain, and you remember the cow popped up, and then the winch wipers go, and that thing stuck up, and it was something with the rear end. But dude, we went, and we went to that's when we were dealing with remember super shops? You remember super shops? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So we went, Eddie Hill raced for super shops for a lot of years, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we, we went on, we stopped at, at a bunch of different super shops along the way. Like we had this whole little tour planned, and that was a great time. You know, I'm like the. I'm just thinking about it now. I'm like the surviving member of that part of that that, oh, that trip group. because no kidding. Gray's been gone the longest. My dad, and my dad, Bob passed away last year. Um, wow. But some great, great freaking times, dude. Those were guys were, dude. Gray basketball was a wild son of a gun, dude. Well, they weren't following anybody's footsteps. They no, were inventing man, they the wheel at every corner. They, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's stories right, of these guys. Yeah, no, that's it. Like, they, they, they used to do some crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, those guys, that generation was, I mean, there were some wild dudes there, but I mean, it, like like you just said, JF, they're, you know, 
they were cutting new ground, man. I mean, they were just crazy, just, I don't know. I mean, it was weird because, like. Uh, like, yeah, no, it was, had to have been a really cool time, you know, to be around. But, like, yeah, they are just making stories. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, and, and, you know, the thing was, like, my dad never really drank growing up. But, like, some of the stuff, like, and a lot of the guys didn't really, I mean, there wasn't any kind of wild party crazy stuff, you know. I think, like, um. Oh, I heard about some. There, there probably was. I mean, I was a kid, too, so, like, not that you're not going to do the crazy stuff in front of me, right? But, I mean, um, I don't know. I think, I remember, like, hearing stories, like, when my dad was trying to start a business, and he was trying to go to banks and say, hey, can I get a business on? They're like, what do you do? He goes, oh, I build hot rods. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> you, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but hot rods. It's like, they go, they're thinking like, this guy's just like, what, what, you're a biker. You're like, what do you, what do you like? You know? No, no. He's like, I'm going to build hot rods. And yeah, just, uh, you, yeah, know. you can't sell that many hot dogs, sir. And, and you know, and you know, what's awesome about that? Yeah. Is 35 years later, I went to the bank to try to get a loan. Yeah. Cause I was building hot rods and nothing's changed. Really? <laughs> they still don't want to give me any money. <laughs> that's, right. that's funny. They're like, what? Yeah, but, but you know what's going but, nowhere. But here's the crazy thing. It, you know, so the second biggest uh, convention show, the convention in America yep. is SEMA. It, you, it used to be tied with CES for the, the biggest show every yep. year. Yep. I mean, a big reason that the Las Vegas Convention Center has expanded in years is because of SEMA and CES. So yeah, there's like, so much more industry now in the automotive, you know what I mean? Or like just uh, businesses and, and... Oh, man. I mean, you know, I watched it go from people's backyard. I mean, that's that's the story. Like, I watched as a kid. I watched it go from my backyard where I yeah, thought, the, you know, I grew up with, you know, not the school kids, not the kids I went to school with, but all our family friends, they all had... Everyone had a Bridgeport in their garage. You know what I'm saying? It's like so. It's like it was like <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. You're right. You know, like you, you know, we go to John Butera's house or whoever. They, they, everyone had a machine in their garage, some kind of lathe or something. You know, um, but I guess I, I'm losing my. I lost my train of thought there. But I guess. But I can, fall, I can follow into that train of thought. But what, when I, well, now it's just it's so big. The industry is so so big, and seam is so so big, and it reaches. It's just kind of weird. What, what I've been thinking about this too, like the automotive, the aftermarket automotive, like on the combustion engines based deal. Like, what's going to be in 10, 15 years from now? Where, you know, I mean, look at what's happened with electric cars and just computers and, and all that. But again, I, mean, I can speak to that. Go ahead. I think that our need for transportation and our need to feel unique, whether it's buying. A pair of shoes that your friends don't have that identifies you as a unique individual whether it's buying a t-shirt that represents who you are as a person you know what your morals are what you stand for i think our ability and the three of us live off of it oh for sure it, it is the uniqueness and the ability to create something that reflects who you are as a person and express yourself artistically in what you drive Oh, it doesn't have to be a half million dollar car. It can be your daily driver that you choose to put a set of very unique wheels on that show that you made, you had enough forethought 
and you did a little research and you found something that appealed to you specifically. To customize your car. Yeah. Oh, to, no. To, I, I get it. And I think that'll and, always be there. But I And think, our cars are going to be an extension of us, whether they're powered nuclear, electric, or gas. No, I get it. But, you know, okay, so you, you said you listened to the podcast with Elon Musk. Right. Joe Rogan. Yep. Okay. So... That one freaked me out, by the way. Okay, but but let me. I thought about this today, well, earlier today. So, that. and then you brought up the Elon Musk thing, so I'll, I'll tie it all together. So basically, did you hear the part where he talked about you know your car? Ninety eight percent of the day, your car is useless to you, like as far as your commuter, your daily driver, right? Correct. Because so he's saying that you know it's like look at what the way Uber is now. Then there's going to be these electric. Uh, autonomous cars and it's going to be part of an Uber service and you're going to call it up and the car that takes you know you go to work at 8 I go to work at 8.30 in the same area the same car that takes you to work is going to come pick me up and going to go to work so there's going to be fewer cars on the road so we're going to live in this and then there's going to be laws passed they're going to basically say this is what it is and if you got your 69 Camaro that's nice but guess what this is what's going to happen there's going to have to be areas where it's almost going to be like there's going to be these areas that like People get together and buy. Rich people own amusement parks where you're going to have to drive you, you, you your car. Go, you can go. It's it's driving around land. Yeah, it's it's going to be like this. Well, let's just hey, hope. Let, no, let's just no. Hope. That, that's it's going that way for it, sure. It is going like, that way. Let's hope the SEMA fixes that. Let's hope that well, people with their automotive interests fix that. You know, it would be like, it, and I and I get it that it's about to happen, but if you have artificially intelligent cars put them all on a racetrack and let them compete without a person driving them where have we gotten to and it, and it speaks to where i was going to go with magazines it speaks to everything that we are as human beings if we don't start to take ourselves seriously as human beings the computer is outsmarting us at every turn so true so are we gonna are we gonna let it do that or are we gonna take a stand and say you know what no we're still supposed to drive the damn car well i i think what it's going to be is is is, is the utilitarian part of it is going to be um is like we talk about it's just going to be no it's just way more efficient to do it this way so you want to drive your own car public transportation but personal cars still exist yeah personal cars will exist but you're not gonna be able to drive it on the roads like we have now you're gonna have to go you're gonna be it's gonna be like let's let's uh, you, you take it to Utah and you drive There's going to be no there's going to be these areas that are going to be blocked off and it's going to be like it can be you know where you can go take your car I out hope there. that's after I'm dead. No, I know. I'm I'm just I'm just saying that it's eventually No, no, it's totally going that way and it it's 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 totally going to go that way and there's going to be there's always going to be the uh cust- I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to say. I, I hate yeah, to no, see you can, it. Just you, you, get can, to, you can have cool cars in your garage, but the, like we say, it's... Where are you going to drive it? Because yeah, you, you can't drive it. Can't. Yeah, it's just like... So what are, you, what are you comparing it to? You're comparing it to the horse-drawn carriage and the horse, maybe? That the horses are no longer on the streets and now... Yeah, have... and, and no, true, because guess what? If you're a horse guy, guess what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still That's use your good. horse, but there's certain areas. There's, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, going to have to ride that thing on your old land. Yeah, yeah. And, and guess what? Go buy a bunch of property and go. Yeah, and oh, and I hate well, that I came up with that qual- qual- yeah, that representation because it might be accurate and I don't like it. Okay, can we cut out this all this this sort of terribly bumming? No, bum out the car guys. They're gonna keep listening to no, us. If we got them but, all but, bummed but, out. But hold on, hold, hold no, on. Can we tell good stories. Let's tell no, funny but, stories. No, but 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 hold on. That's that's where there's gonna be a convergence of laid in the back. We talk about CES and we talk about SEMA. Guess what? 
in the next decade, what if that's just one big show? Not, not maybe not decade. Decades really that's close. Within twenty years, it could be just one big show, and it's like, guess what? Because no one, the no, technology, no, no one's customizing their cars, so there's no need for the aftermarket com- companies any longer. Well, I mean, and that's why I look to the future. How long are how niche is this going to be? Because as more and more people populate this planet, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, we're going to be the old guys that are like, the younger, yeah, look the younger kids aren't, aren't into driving cars. Like they don't. Oh no. I mean, you, you, very few. let's put it this way. My kids, kids will probably never ever drive a car and it's going to be at some amusement park where they're like, you go and, Hey, we're gonna be like Grandpa did. We're you gonna get, you get, get in his you, car you, and move it your, around. No, no, it's the Disneyland's Autotopia. You get you get your but, little driver's license, and then you go drive the car around on a little track that they guided but, out for you. But that's, here, how, that's how it's gonna be. You guys are right? depressing me. No, but, but next thing you're gonna tell me, nobody's gonna have sex because it's too dangerous. No. So we're just gonna whoa, whoa, use whoa, syringes whoa. to make babies. <laughs> that might be a whole different deal too. That's a different. You know that that might be the technology might take that over too. No, but but here's the thing: is but you're not gonna be able to remove the experience of like. You know, I'm into mountain biking a lot and, and biking. And I mean, you'd have to be a pretty badass simulation to just to exchange that. Right. And, 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 you know, so it's like doing the donuts in the car and experiencing that. And, you know, there's going to be that experience to it where there's so much romance to something being imperfect. There is creating there re- creating moments that are oh. not predictable. They're not within a certain box they're not within a parameter and i think again the three of us are lucky enough to be in an industry that kind of has no parameters yeah it, 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 you know we, we need we need something to power the vehicle that'll ultimately give us either an experience or an ability to uh it, it's basically adding legs under our feet that's what a car has always done yeah. instead of walking across the country we've we've been More able horses. to travel right so we've it, it just it gave you the freedom. You know, when you turned 16 and you finally got your license, you now had the freedom. You were you became an adult. Oh, yeah. No, you know, it's you, like you became you... a person with... You, 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 you didn't have to ask for somebody else to, to get you places. You didn't rely on, yeah. You, you became completely self-sufficient in your head. And at that point in life, I don't know how you revert back from that. And I don't know how you create that with anything else. Um if everybody go gets on Uber, you're going to do that at a, at a younger age. You know, at 11 years old, you get in an Uber. They're doing that. But all there's a lot of kids that go to school in Ubers. I these get days, it, so. but I think I think yeah. there's going to be a transition back. A lot of things go too far and then they come back, and yeah, they go that, too far and they come back. I mean, I haven't well, heard anything about ridiculous gender-neutral bathrooms in the last two years, and I'm pretty thankful for that. You know, we thought we were going, getting pigeonholed down what? a direction where... Like California, that's how it is. Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah, it, it, in I California. Yeah, no, I mean... I brought up a topic. <laughs> you brought of, up your own problems. There we go. No, Jesus. Getting Christ political me. on the, the, Yeah, you know... Yeah, about the Canadian. Something on an automotive show, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, we hey, but here here it is. I th- I thought you had it way worse in Canada with that kind of stuff than we no, do. No, we don't. I don't I don't think we do yet. No, it seems uh, pretty grassroots. Canada, believe it or not, as much as it's the biggest landmass country in the world, has one tenth of your population. Yeah. So what are you? Are you thirty thirty million? Thirty million. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. So but you got a lot of wild country. There. Open land. We do we have some beautiful, Dude. beautiful wild country? And uh, great. You guys still have wolves up there. 
But you guys don't have wolves down here anymore? Uh, they, they're starting to introduce them down into like Yellowstone yeah. and coming Canadian down into wolves, there. Obviously. Yeah, Canadian for sure. We need to build Those a, Canadians. We need, we need to build a wall Not for Canadians. the wolves. <laughs> we need to build a wall. Build a wolf, wolf yeah. wall. Yeah. As long as they take out some of those damn coyotes. coyotes. Oh, yeah. We have a we have a big problem now in the last probably four or five years. The last decade. Just the coyotes around here are pretty bad. Ruthless. Like, okay, so you consider this, um, I mean, we're, we're this is a city, right? This is a concrete jungle here. But, but there's hills and the Santa Ana Mountains are right here. But we have a ton. You'll see coyotes at the circle. Okay. The orange circle. Like there'll be coyotes all up and down. Just it's just uh, I don't know. Cities don't want to do anything about it. Um, no, no, you can't. No, you can't. You can't. They're there's they're not protected at all. Uh, oh, the freight at eight or eight thirty. Freight at ten. If you can hear, okay, this is when we all tip our drinks to the freight at eight. We're here in Skull. old old town Orange, and we're about fifty feet from the train. Skull Tomafan. Whatever Mike just said. And we're going to continue this podcast with some interesting stories. Yes. You have wicked stories. Yes. Being born into a family of somebody who set a trend. Yeah. That generations have followed. You have amazing stories because you're one of the guys that got into it early and created a whole life for yourself in, in, uh, in a very niche, unique market. That requires a really specific skill set. So, yeah. Well, and you know what? That's part of what I want. Why I want to do this podcast because there's been so many people that have have worked for my dad. You know, like Mike, and I mean, there's a whole list of people that I want to talk to, and it's kind of like it's you know. So let's go to that. Yeah, it's kind of like we, 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 say, we the, yeah. the the term Boyd University. You know, uh, between me and some friends get, gets thrown around because a lot of people have started their careers you know i mean mike you're out no every everyone that's in the two-piece wheel industry today uh, with, with some exception uh, okay with yeah, some yeah. exception like, uh, uh, before a couple of years ago it was everyone yeah i mean you I mean you, you uh, know yeah everyone in the in the wheel and two-piece wheel industry worked for your dad at some point for sure all the big ones for, for sure. sure i mean the only one that, that didn't have it was was billet specialties they didn't have a direct connection but i it, thought glenn worked there no glenn did not work there I heard that. Yeah, no, he, oh. he never did. His his family had a well, machine neither, shop. Neither did Art, but probably some of the people that worked for him did. Art, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but also too, like a, just a lot of hot rod builders. I mean, a lot of people maybe didn't start their careers there, but they spent some time. Some spent point. some time like, there. I no, mean, it, like I like I learned so much there every day when I first started. Like it was so crazy. Like just like like. Figuring out what to pay attention to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you're like, oh, shit. Like, you got, like... Yeah, and, no, and you, you know... Thought, I, you thought you were doing good, and then you're like, oh, no, no, no. I got to I gotta totally just rethink how I look at everything. Because everything has to be absolutely perfect. Yeah, and you know, Mike came in... Mike came in at what, maybe, depending on what angle you looked at, a bad time, maybe for my dad, uh, business-wise, and, and, you know, because the business, Boyd's Wheels, was going bankrupt at the time. But he also, but that was also a good opportunity for you too, because you were right out of high school and you were like, as my dad was trying to rebuild, you were right there with him. 
You know, so it was kind of like you got to see. Okay, look, this is what we're doing. Yeah, well, no, but then I worked, got, I worked. I worked there for six months before it went bankrupt. So yeah, I, you saw how I big got, it, you saw how big it was, and and what they were capable well, no, of doing. And, but I got I got so I, I got a bunch of like on machine experience and like learning how to make them work. Yeah, you know, like it. it no, uh, and that's and that's what I'm saying. So it's, it's like then you saw also too. It got to a point where I think it was just you and Dick Brogdon, right? That's how, yeah, when I started back. Yeah, it was just you and Dick Brogdon, and then it was my dad, and it was like, so you saw the hustle end of it, too. Right. You also saw, like, okay, like, you know, we went from having 20 people to having right, yeah, three yeah, people. Yeah. No, no, no. It was There was guys polishing the floor at lunchtime to, uh, I got to sweep the floors at the end of the day, right? Yeah. No, and I mean, uh, it was, makes you, and then now as a business owner, you can kind of appreciate all that. You know, oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, and it's like, uh, yeah, b- 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 having a business in California is, is, it's, difficult. is it's definitely difficult. The the deck stacked against you. It sounds and, like we're going down the spiral of some. Oh, guys, tell us a story about working for Boyd so, that you remember that yeah. was fun. Oh, yeah, I don't want to get down the whole sp- that that whole yeah, spiral, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but but so so that's basically the circle back is is that's why. I want to get guys like Mike and these other people that have worked for my dad and, and just people have crossed paths with my dad, uh, you know, and then, then people like you, JF, who I've met through Mike, you know, who's doing some cool shit and you're doing cool shit with Mike and, you know, um, watching the scramble happen, watching, you know, the creative end of it happen and just, you know, like, it's funny, I'll walk into Mike's shop and I'll see this big, like, 25 inch diameter by you know uh you know like 20 inches wide uh, slug and i'm like oh what's that gonna be mike you know what's this gonna turn, turn into right you know or, or this big piece i mean i remember just some of those grills that you make like on those machines i just did they, they make me nervous just watching them get machined you know because i just see yeah, how much time gets going into those things dude those things are usually okay because we you know we spend enough time like well, when you Di- when, dial on like the, the, that one, you, you don't want to have to do it twice, right? So you like you 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 spend enough time dialing it and programming it and everything else to where most of the time there's not an issue on that, you know? But. Yeah, it's it's in just watching where machining's the machining's gone. I mean, you know, I remember when my dad started. I mean, some of the first wheels that were done that John Butera was doing, they were doing on a conventional on a Bridgeport and a conventional lathe, the, buying the blanks from Centerline. You know, milling them out themselves, and and then just watching that transition into little Macintosh computers when Macintoshes were first gen, second gen, and then I don't even know. Uh, you know, I've I have a couple old Macs, and I, I really wanted to get some of the old uh, uh, programs and see if you could we could recreate that some of that stuff. You know, it's so much easier. Do you want to do it with a hammer? And a oh, I know, but it's easier. just funny just to see, just to go back and I, try I, that and see how much harder it is I've had, to I've do had, that. I've had a couple of machines with tape readers on them. That's crazy. That's some old stuff. I, we, we, I, I, we never used them, but, but dude, like, and, the, the tape reader part. But. And then, you know, what we call 3D machining now or whatever, uh, watching that stuff in the late 90s, some of the stuff that we started doing in like 97, you know, and just seeing some of the stuff we do now, you take for granted now what some of the stuff the machines can do. Yeah, machines have gotten better, software's gotten better. Like it's it it's just so nice. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's, I mean, and then three D printing, you know, printing like, metal. Have you oh, seen that? yeah, laser <laughs> metal centering. That stuff. That's gonna. That's gonna be the future. 
Yeah, I mean, just so if you want to just go down the rabbit hole of this stuff, get on YouTube. They 3D printed laser laser metal sintering. I think I'm getting the name right. Uh, a 1911 pistol, right? And then they they fired a bunch of rounds through it. It's all completely made on this 3D printer. So it's basically like a 3D printer where it's making out of plastic, but it's just this laser is like melting and it, this it, it just welds little layers on. Yeah, so it's like the, it's like this laser. If I'm I don't know the technology, I'm gonna totally screw this up because I don't know. But basically, it's just taking this like metal powder and melting it, right? No, no, I've seen I've seen I've With seen laser. some I've seen some doing it. It, it, it basically welds layers. It's crazy. It's that's, it's how, it, that's how it prints it out. It's like, crazy. You know stuff. what I mean? Like, it just lays down welds and. Well, and you know, that's I think, how the earlier ones were. And I, like, I, I can't be too much different because you have to fuse it together somehow. And heat is—I don't know how how are you going to do it besides heat. Yeah, it's it's done with a laser, so it's just yeah. like it's like this metal powder it's a laser, they use. It's a laser it, welder. It's great. It's crazy stuff. But I mean, printer, I, I, yeah. I've I've it's, thought it's about cool. that. It's super cool. And I'm I'm glad that I've seen some of these guys start doing some. You know, more cosmetic parts on 3D printers and some of these hot rods and stuff. Just to use the technology, you know? I mean, my dad used to make everything out of metal because that's just what he knew. But if 3D printers were built back then, he would be making maybe some interior parts and stuff out of metal. He'd be making right. whatever would look right. good That'd and be functional, sure. right? It's just... Uh, and, and you know what the stuff is? It's just... This stuff is... The technology is way more affordable now. You know, I mean, you can go buy a, a little plastic, little 3D printer, make plastic parts for hundreds of dollars now, you, not you, thousands you, of you, dollars. You can buy, you can buy a benchtop CNC machine too. Exactly. You know, uh, yeah, no, it's it, it's it's pretty crazy. And you know what? I mean, I would just like to see more people make make more stuff with their hands, make more stuff, and you know, but they're taking shop that, class that's out. A, that's taking, where we're taking and, home and whether, out. They're, they're, we're going down some. But uh, no, just there we go again. again. No, damn but, it, we're not good at this. No, but you know what? Here's but here's, there is something romantic. There about is a push. Something done by hand. I'm I'm seeing more of a push these days, though, um, of going to more tech schools and trade schools because they're needing that stuff. I mean, you look at just like welding. I you hope think you're like right. you think like welding. Oh well, robots can do that. No, I don't think so. You know, I mean, the production stuff for sure. You want a robot to do that. But when you're only talking about 50 pieces, you know, like, we, we, you know, Tom, Tom at Stanton Welding, there's a lot of Mike and I specialty welding stuff. The stuff that we don't do here, he does for us and has for years. And it's going to be decades before you replace it. You're always going to need someone like him that's going to have to go in and fix something or create just small batches the only, of stuff. The, yeah, we got two welding shops, and it's both old guys. And that's exactly it right now. And you know what? Um I have friends that actually, it, it's, it's interesting in this area too, we have SpaceX, right? So I have friends that have transitioned from the hot rod business, off-road racing truck business, and have gone to be welders over at SpaceX, making good money. And not only you make, I mean, making the money is part of it, but also being on the cutting edge of what's happening, the relevant shit that's happening now with Elon Musk, this the space travel, the private sector going to space that's cool as shit and to be part of that you know making some good money welding on rockets and stuff that's pretty cool yeah absolutely you know i mean that's also there's the other segment so it's like you kind of i don't know i i would like i i mean i see i see the college thing failing in america 
you know, to a certain extent. I see it's just okay. No, no, no. Let's get back to uh, no. But hold on, hold on. So what I'm saying is what what I'm saying is chirping gears and pulling Brodies. Hey, hold on one second. Uh, Jose's son. I just talked to him today for the first time. Brian. Brian. He went to school for how many months? I don't know how many months. He's, he's been lifting weights. He's gotten big. Yeah, but but here's the deal. He's working for Rolls Royce now. He got his av. Oh, yeah, he got, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got some aviation certificate, right? He went to trade school. I don't know how long. He wasn't there that long. Maybe a year, year and a half. And now he's working for Rolls Royce, making a decent a decent income for a twenty year old kid. I call him kid. Twenty year old. That's guy. a kid. That's a kid, right? Kid. Yeah, yeah, you're a kid. Yeah, no, no, Dick Brogdon, everyone's a kid. Hey, kid. Hey, kid. So you know what I'm saying, but that's where I, that's where you know, because hey, that's the kind of shit. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I just. Uh, well, that's great. There, there we go. Freighted, freighted nine. Feeling fine. Can you guys? Okay. Uh... So. So let's 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 talk about a. There's a picture on the wall right here that's kind of yeah definitive to uh, to why we should be here tonight. How many people, and I can name one other, got a chance in the hot rod industry or in the industry period to create a car named after them <laughs> and to create something special enough? And I'm talking about the Boydsters. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's 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 really stuff legends are made of. When you look at something like that and you say, "Okay, wait a sec," it's a feat that hasn't been duplicated. That was. That was, you know, I mean, to to a complete onlooker, call it a kit car because they wouldn't know any different. But somebody who's refined in our industry knows that it's much, much more than that. It's it's a low production, low numbers, every car built unique to the customer's specifications and demands so that you basically have a rolling work of art. Yeah. You uh, you didn't spend the money and hang it on the wall. You spent the money and had artistic, an artistic piece, specifically built and catered to your taste. And Boyd Coddington was the first to do that. Yeah, for sure. I me- I remember that that's the Boydster two right there, and I remember that would have been that was before you were around, Mike. Right? No, that, that was. was uh... 96? No, it was like 97. Yeah, because I remember... Okay, so I, it was there when I started. Yeah, SEMA 97 is when... Because it was... No, it may have SEMA 96. No. But let's talk to the significance of that. Mike Yeah, I Mike mean, may not have been there to touch the car, but that, I think that's irrelevant. I think the, the statement that it makes in our world of, of hot rodding and, and car customization... Oh, for sure. Is and that, that's a beyond big, anything. Yeah, and I think because of what, you know, my dad did, you know, and I mean, and Chip Foos was uh, integral in, in the development of that one. So he had the Boydster one first, right? right one AMB, AMBR and really 90, my... That was 96. 96. So in AMBR 96, that was my first, my dad's first AMBR for himself. I mean, he built, right, he yeah, won yeah. the other... First, but that yeah, was yeah, a, yeah. first builder and owner. Oh, builder and owner. And then this one was unveiled at SEMA. And that's really rare. Yeah, by the way, and then <laughs> and then what happened? Say. So then, then when my dad started back up at Boyd Coddington's garage, there there was that, another steel car when I first started that that was there. Bobby Alloy bought it, yeah, and then that one AMVR in '99, maybe was that? No, 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 because that was that was when we took Muscleman's car. It was like 2001, I think. 
Yeah, but you back, you know, but like back to what JF was saying was then then it then it transitioned into the fiberglass cars, right? Right. right. So then it's kind of like okay, no, the, it's like you said, it's it's it, it transitioned into that. But I, a, I I built all the suspension on those cars. The, yeah, the ones previous to that I I didn't have anything to do with, but all the fiberglass ones, all the had, fiberglass ones, yeah, because you had, guys reread, yeah, 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 like I copied it and just like kind of put a little more shape to it. Yeah, and, With the, you know, because of the three D machining was so much. Absolutely. More. So you refine it. instead of having more square parts. It was all it was all surface machined. Yeah. And, and how cool is it that those are the years that are so significant? And it's when the hot rod industry actually exploded globally. Yeah. So the the hot rod industry has been a Southern California cult thing since post war, and we all understand kind of where it started. And if you're listening to this and you don't understand where it started a lot of the the war the boys came back from war they had new skills they'd learned in the army and the navy and the air force they got here they started i don't know whether it was because it was really close to when when we started to see horsepower in cars in the 50s and i don't know whether it was a challenge to them to take backyard wrecking yard wrecking yard parts and try to challenge a brand new car but either way 30s cars were getting modified to a point where they were able to beat on a regular basis at the drag strip and in in land speed racing they were able to beat um, anything that production cars were able to offer that's not the case anymore nowadays because our our production (laughs) cars are so fast and they're so they're so advanced right but 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 it was an era that was so significant, but it really belonged to Southern California for a while. Then it belonged to to America for a while. Then it belonged to North America. But I'm gonna say that in the in the late '80s and all through the '90s, it got explored by the whole world to the tune of I, I believe so many North American cars are getting exported all over the world now that it is. It's a global hobby. It's a global oh. interest, and for the same and and for some very simple reasons, there is something extremely exhilarating about driving a clumsy big block four speed north american pilot junk and how how you have to become a driver within the moment seize the moment because the car is unpredictable it has poor handling poor braking it's just <laughs> so raw yeah. it's just it's just fantastic and raw and everybody wants that experience if you've had it you feel more exhilarated driving that than you do an Audi R8. And for that reason, it's become a global phenomenon. And, and, and the ability to now take that car, and it's, it's accepted everywhere, that you can take that 67 Chevelle and customize it by putting your own wheels on it and your own set of bucket seats and your own shifter and... and you know, change the air cleaner on it, or whatever you do, but it's global. That's why SEMA is so big. We forget we forget to talk about that. We forget to talk about, there's probably a percentage somewhere, but if I was taking just a raw, quick guess, I would say that SEMA probably is attended by 30 to 35% out-of-country people, which is mind-blowing. It's, no, it's huge. It's huge. It, you, and you notice it more and more every year. It's just there's there are definitely a lot of foreigners going to the show, and it's it's definitely doesn't that drive us though? Is that, isn't that no, cool? I that mean, we're, it's, we're the hosts, or you guys are, anyways, because I'm also a foreigner. Yeah, you're the hosts of something so substantial, an artistic 
conglomeration that is so significant that people will travel the world just to reunite once a year and share in their experience, share in their, their, uh, they just want to be a part of it because it's fresh, it's new, it's, you can't do that through your iPhone. Yeah, I mean, you, you yeah, can. There's a, yeah, a big difference between walking around oh, for and sure. like looking at something. Oh, and you can get at the. Your, looking ex- at it on your 2x6 screen, 2x4. Like, yeah, it's just, you got to get out there and do stuff instead of just sitting there looking at your phone. Well, yeah, and you can get a little bit of the experience on Instagram, but it is not the same as being there and seeing it. Feeling it, breathing it. And, and it's hard to take all in because it is so big. And you do you, you go, wait, wait, what does everybody do here? Like, hold on a second here because it's it's grown where... In, it employs millions and millions of people. There's so... I mean, we talked about it this the last week at the it show. Does. Just the economy of the convention center itself is enormous that week i mean it's expensive to go to sema it really is and it's like for me where my business is at right now um part of me says it's not worth it then there's part of me that says that maybe depending on what i do it might be worth it but it's just it's crazy it's really really crazy and it's i don't know i'm on the fence i mean i really appreciate the fact that uh Seem is so big, but I'm on the fence of whether, you know, it's completely necessary. It is necessary. Uh, I, I, I I have to speak to that. I think. I mean, I think. I, I think. I get I think it. If, no, if, I if do it doesn't exist, if SEMA doesn't exist, if Detroit doesn't exist, if Grand National doesn't exist, if but, if the drag races don't exist, then people will live through a whole different kind of experience. That SEMA is real. And it's something you have to taste and touch and feel and smell. No, and, I, and I, I think I those experiences have to exist in our lives, or, or, or we're making a mistake. Um, I'll I'll speak to that in in my Detroit experiences. Why have I well, spent the last fifteen years of my life basically committed to one car show? No, I and, right? and I get it, but I don't see Detroit and SEMA as the same thing. I think that it's they're totally see that that's the problem I have is they're not the same thing they're not the same thing and I so, didn't say they were the same thing no no but what I I'm said saying they're is, both fresh they're both something I, you can taste touch smell oh I get it I get it but uh, Detroit has a history Detroit is a car show and you know I guess what I'm saying Same, is SEMA's creating its own history see see, cre- see SEMA SEMA was just a trade show SEMA in the last. 15 years has been a car show. It's an automotive they, they, automotive orgy. They, <laughs> well, they, there you go. Yeah, it put, is. Put it like it is. It's an automotive orgy. Oh, any it, fantasy, any particular awkward taste. Okay, any, let, let me, let it's me, an automotive orgy. Let, let me say this way. SEMA as a place to where you're going to build your business is not relevant to that. It's, 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 it is exactly what you said. It is its own monster now. It's its own event. It is a car show that people spend a lot of money to display at. Bottom line, if you're going there to do business, guess what? You can you honestly can get way more exposure on social media in for dollar for dollar. There's no no questions. You can get way more exposure on the internet dollar for dollar than spending the money at SEMA. Okay, no, no, but uh, I, I believe that aren't they the second highest paid? Uh, car show prize at the moment. Who? Same. They seem like ignited deal. 
But that's what I'm saying. Now it's it's a car show. It's no, it's, I know, I know, but it's like the second highest uh, purse. Oh, I don't know. How much is that? Because what? Uh, Bear, or the Hot August Nights? That's that's the top, right? Yep. Yeah, it is. And uh, and I, I believe Seam was right behind it. Not not saying that anything that they do there has any value but or like valor you, towards you know, a car show, but but here's the deal. It's just, I mean, that that it, it's a totally different deal. But the the the, the core of it for me and the soul of it for me is you're just looking from your business point of view. Yeah, but uh, but I'm saying is it, it all starts from the enthusiast level and works its way up, right? Everybody wants to go to SEMA, and they it, should. It, and they should. Okay, yeah, I think you're right. And they should. But but here's the problem: is it, it, it's the, you know SEMA's that's why SEMA started the ignited deal because it's not a consumer show, it's a trade show. But let's be honest. But it has uh, turned into such a circus. That it's now such that a circus. Everyone, everyone wants to get in. Everyone wants to go. But but for me, the core of it is in Whittier, Rubies during summer on a Friday night, 300 cars, 400 cars. And these are just everyday Joes enjoying their cars, going out and having a burger and a shake and walking walking their family around looking at everybody else's cars. Right, that's the real deal. Not you know going to a booth where someone spends half a million dollars on their booth and this and that. That's all cool, right? But, but I mean, that's just like I don't know. It's just it's it's its own crazy entity. It's its own, like you said, automotive orgy, right? I'm, 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 gl- right? I'm glad they do it, right? Yeah, and we go, we have fun, we go. But I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. I've been going to SEMA since before. I mean, since I. I missed a couple of years ago, and it was probably the best year ever. Yeah, I've I've been going for over thirty know. years. I, I didn't miss it anyway. I've been going. My yeah. dad was sneaking me in before they let me before the you know because I think you had to be sixteen to go in or something like that. So, but what we haven't done enough of tonight is is touch base on your dad, touch yeah. base on Mike's interesting stories. To you know, like we just keep rambling on, but no, we're just talking. We're I here. know. I know, but we're just all talking. There's something you know? significant to be said tonight that will leave one of our listeners with a story that they're like, "I didn't know that." Yeah, let's talk that's about a, a couple. That's <laughs> a couple. You know what I mean? It. Like that's hey, like, okay, holy well, shit! On. If I wasn't listening to that, I would have never known that. And that's How about this? Super cool. Why doesn't? Here, I'll, let me. I'll think about this. Mike can share one about my dad, and then I'll share one about Mike that from my dad. Perfect. Let's right? do that. That's right? what the listeners want. That's what they're paying to listen to this for. Right. Yeah, okay. So who wants to go first? A story about your dad. Why don't you lead the way? You wanted okay. to share one about Mike that he yeah, doesn't know. Yeah, I mean, I, well, okay, I'll tell. I'll yeah, tell. you got it. That's so, what this is for. So I, uh, let's see. Okay, I, I want to, uh, okay, basically, let's see what happened. I remember I was taught, I forget where it was at. It was like at a Wheel City party or something, right? No, don't roll your eyes, Mike. Hold on here. Well, it's not, it's not that bad. So I remember one time my dad's like, oh, man, have you been hanging out? Have you hung out with Mike? You know, when he, you know, have a couple beers with Mike. I'm like, no, what? So he goes, that fucker gets crazy, dude. <laughs> He's like, he goes, I guess, I think something happened with a cell phone where you... You were calling him from somebody else's phone, and you're like, hey, cocksucker. <laughs> hey, and he's like, who that is his favorite word? And he goes, he goes, who is this? And you're like, I'm watching you, cocksucker. Something like that. And he's like, 
He's who is this? And it's like, and you called him a couple times, and you guys were at some party or something, and he was just like, I, I don't remember where that was at. Do you remember? <laughs> I don't remember where it was uh, at, yeah, but yeah. I totally remember that. It yeah, was, and he's like, oh man, Mike, he gets crazy. I'm like, yeah, we we all kind of do a little bit, you know. These guys, oh, you know what? And 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 uh, I remember, um, okay, it was when we were over at the. Say the name Robbie Gordon shop right over there. Yeah, and and, and you guys I, were doing Le- the Led Zephyr, and this was a scramble. And my, I remember my dad going, "I've never missed a deadline. I'm not going to miss one now." And it was the Oakland Custom Show when it got unveiled, and it was like let's just say it was a week out from you guys having to be there. And I remember these dudes were putting in 24 hours a day. They were sleeping at the shop. There was a shower at the shop. Yeah, yeah, that shop was nice, so it wasn't hard to sleep there. Yeah, yeah, these guys were sleeping on the ground. All black shower and shit. Yeah, yeah, so they were able to shower there, and I remember one day, me and I think it was Ray, we we were walking up. We pulled at the same time. We are walking up, and my dad had the the front office of the glass windows, right? Yeah. And you guys were hammering, and, and, and you guys had to be at the show like on Thursday, and it was like a Monday. And he comes stopping. He goes, you guys can't go back there. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're just walking up. And I remember there was a glass showroom. He's like, you guys can stay in the showroom and watch them. I'm like, really? Come on. We're not going to bother these guys, right? So these guys, fast forward, these guys go, and they're, they're hammering it out, and they, they get the car to the show. And I remember it was it was you. Charlie, Dwayne, Jimmy White. Jimmy White. Uh, John all the, Mayo. All the legends. John Mayo. Greg was there, my Greg, brother Greg, yeah. and, and, and me, and uh, 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 John, John, Iverson. John Iverson, Tom, Tom was there, and then uh, Ryan Provence, he was new, he was there, uh, and Blue Bear, Blue Bear was there, and so these, these dudes, these dudes were there, they, they did the job, and they, they were just, you know, these young 20-year-old kids just going nuts, right, and so they get there, and I, dude, I remember having my own room we were at some hotel and it was like probably the would have been the saturday night or sun or friday night it was, no it was saturday night saturday it, night it, so, it, was a, it was a rainy saturday night so the car got unveiled dude. everything and dude we were we, we, we bought a handle of rum and we were drinking and we were going we were going nuts and we were we were just, i don't know what we started thinking we were doing we were like doing acrobats in the in the no in no, the no 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 it got weird the it, it, it was me and greg coddington's hotel room and then John Mayo came in. He broke the shitter. <laughs> then it was over. We just didn't nope. care. The room was trash. <laughs> Anything else that happened in the room didn't matter because the toilet was already jacked oh, up. Oh, dude. Like, so, so then we had like we had double we had double beds, and then we we started doing I, this like gymnastics stuff. Right, we were seeing who could do the most flips in between beds. Yeah, and so we were going we and, were going nuts, and we, we it was probably five or six of us in this room just doing stupid shit doing flips and stuff and then all of a sudden cunning stunts <laughs> yeah. so so next door john iverson is with tom and tom was a special needs guy he was our handicap helper yeah, yeah. but he yeah. came on a road trip with us so he oh, yeah. he he was he, he's a phenomenal dude like it, yeah well hold on we can get we can we can talk about him later yeah, yeah so but, so then what happened was john iverson he's he's with tom and uh he Tom's like complaining because he can't sleep because we're making so much noise. We're next door. Tom com- or John comes over, and John's like, "Hey, 
Tom's over here complaining because you guys got him. Okay, shut the fuck up. Get in there. And so we got him in our room, and we had him doing flips. We called him John the Gymnast. You gave, you gave him a couple of shots of uh, Captain, and oh, he, he, he turns into a, the gymnast. <laughs> John the Gymnast. Yeah, it. I saved him from cracking his head on the table because he did a flip, and I put my hand here, and he almost hit his head right on the edge of this table. Long story short, we wrecked Trashed this room. We, the entire we, hotel room. We wrecked the room. We broke the bed. We broke the light. Okay, whatever. John's boot smashed the TV, but it didn't break. <laughs> so, so, so check this out. Fast forward. Fast forward. Uh, I, I leave early. Uh, we ch- check out a hotel. Every, fast forward. And I'm talking to my dad on the phone, and it's like <laughs> Sunday night, and the they're on their way back, and he, he goes... Oh my God! What did you guys do? And this and that. And he goes, you, 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 you let, goes let, let, let me intersect. Okay. In the morning, we were getting ready to leave. Me and Greg's room, like we're 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 still there, and everyone else is gone. Charlie's wife comes to the door, looks in, and was like, "Oh my God, you guys are screwed." <laughs> yeah. So check, so check this out. And she's like a you know just a nice proper lady. And like, for her to say that, like it's like. Dude, my, my dad goes, hey, listen. He goes, what the hell did you guys do? He goes, they charged me. I was something like five or 600 bucks or maybe more than that. Maybe more than that. Yeah. And I just told him, I said, hey, dad, you know what? Listen, I watched those guys bust their ass for a long time. And then especially the last week, I said, dude, we were just blowing off a bunch of steam and getting crazy. I go, I told him, I'm like, don't, don't get on those guys. Cause he, I, he, he mentioned something to me about it afterwards. Yeah. He's like, like, he's like, you know, like under his breath, like, oh yeah, you got that room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you know what? I, I, I talked to him cause I was like, dude, dad, you know, these guys, it, it was, yeah. I mean, it, it, that, that was awesome. That was like our rock star hotel crashing experience. It it's pretty- gotta be done once. It was it was good. Nah, we had some, we had, we had no we had the pool equipment in the room later. It was because like, it was raining, so we had like a slip and slide in into the room hey. into the room. Oh, dude. Hey, I hey, I remember uh, Americruise. Do you remember Americruise? Remember that? I never. Remember, do you remember I, never I never did any of those. I I I, <clears throat> I met up with one when I was a senior in high school. That was when. Chip Foose was driving the Void Air. Okay, so that same and the Voidster was there. The same year, I think that's when we all went, and Michael Anthony was there, and everybody, and we were at some. Um, Samara Cruise was basically like the Hot Rod Power Tour. It was like mm-hmm. it, it was it was it was a car craft. It was a car craft power tour. There you go. So, um, forget what year it was, but it was they just had finished uh, Michael Anthony's forty. And he went on there, and it, it was a whole group of us. Like Chip was on there, and everybody. It was ninety six? Was it ninety six? Okay. So I remember me and Greg were in a room, and and well, we, we had however it was, but I remember Greg. You no, know, Greg was in a room with his buddy, and Chip and Michael Anthony knocked on the door. They opened the door and they threw in a brick of firecrackers in the fucking room, dude. <laughs> and just, I mean, just went off crazy. Just crazy. in the hotel room. They had to they had to leave and set off the smoke alarms and everything. Well, and then the fire, dude. The fire marshal was staying the night. It was like a, it was a motel. You know where all the cars where all the cars are parked outside the rooms, right? It was the host hotel. No, dude, right? no because we were. It was like Missouri or Kansas or something. Now we know we're telling car guy stories. No, so so check it now out. Now we're up dude, to speed. They set one of these standalone rockets on the roof of this fire marshal's car, 
and they lit the fucking thing off and it burned a hole in the paint on the, on the <laughs> dude oh man that was some wild times man man but you know what um i don't know what, what anything else you guys want to talk about because uh I, we could talk for a long time here uh the story's just going because uh, uh, you know what but... if i tell any more stories though with mike we're gonna get he might get in trouble in trouble i don't know no, I, think... I haven't done that in a while yeah <laughs> Yeah, please. There's, there's a time Tell some stories, stuff, isn't there? So you're gonna be okay, Detroit in March. Detroit March, and then Mike's gonna be racing. And are you gonna go to Detroit March? I'll be in Detroit. Of course. Should sure. I go to? Yeah, March? no, of course. I gotta bring the steering wheel and whatever, okay. and, whatever, and, whatever, and, whatever and, other and, garments are. So, so hey, how about this? Just just get on Amazon and find me the right luggage to fit the right parts, and then I'll just I'll I'll get tag a along. I'll you get guys a can co-conspire. Yeah. What's uh, I, don't know, I don't know about that. Wait, wait, excuse me. What is that? Somebody wants to come film the show. Yeah. Yeah. We might have to bring an assistant with another bag for some headlight. Oh, be- God. Headlight this, bezels. This is, this is getting... It's getting... Kidding. No, we're, get, we're getting a big uh, big crew together. It's so good. Go. We have to make we're, that... We already got a guy from Belgium coming to polish the car. Yeah. Or Norway, sorry. Norway, yep. We'll have to, we'll have to make some extra t-shirts. That's how that's going to go. Can you tell me what color the car is going to be? It's gonna be a. It's supposed to be white, but it really looks like an off-white because of the cool pearlescence we've put in the paint. Nice. Yeah. Is it already painted? No. Oh God. No. <laughs> I was gonna be like, "Wow, you're way ahead of the game." Oh, no, 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 no. No, no you you're... just barely got the headlight bezels. Yeah. Ah. So did they look more Nova-esque, or are they more? The headlight bezels? Yeah. Definitely look Nova-esque. Okay. The grill looks very Firebird-esque. Wow. Yeah, it's got kind of a peaked nose. And you know what? Like, I've probably, if you're, freaky, I, I've, and I've, you know what? I've seen it cool. machined. I'm over there every day, but oh, yeah. I didn't pay attention. He doesn't yeah. tell me what shit. No, 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 no. It, it, it finished and left in a hurry. That was. Yeah. I was kicking his ass this time. I'm like, be nice to have the grill early. Yeah, because then, <laughs> then I was hey. still six months late. <laughs> hey, but that that's a deal too, where you don't want to wait till the end because uh, no, no, that's the that's the last car. He picked it up car. after he left his shop. It, the grill met us in Detroit on the Buick. No, I met yeah. you at Troy's. Oh, no, really? Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean that's when you got your guy have your dimensions dialed in because or you, or you just make it work when that shit's yeah. when that shit's billet. It ain't there ain't no. Cutting and modifying that shit. No. But that's yeah, why, everything's dead on. That's so why it works deal, out perfect. But see, that's why you deal it's with Mike. To, to the, it's know? to the pin. <laughs> right? To the pin, literally. Yeah. No? Well. Hey, if it wasn't for the last minute, I wouldn't get anything done. <laughs> he doesn't see any other minutes. Just the last, just the last. It's always the last. Like you don't understand. Yeah. Like as soon as I get done with that, then I got, I got that. Somebody else's last like, minute. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm not. It's not. It's, I, I it's like, not like I'm just standing around waiting for the last minute. I like going over to Mike and go, "Hey, how we, how we looking on that?" He goes, "Yeah, we're not. We're not looking at that yet." Yeah, you know how we. You said like, you needed it by Friday, but I gotta tell you, he's doing a good job for me. And I'm fucking. I'm proud of the fucking guy. I'm happy. I'm, I'm appreciative of him. Um, super I, I, accomplished. I think we work well together. You There's, know, uh, you know, like how many sets of wheels were at SEMA this year with your stuff? You had a lot, Mike. Sixteen of. Well, I, I'm counting the Foose one-off stuff too, but it was yeah. 
Yeah, 16 sets of one-off wheels at SEMA this year. pretty crazy your reach in the industry. Yeah. And I think, you know, I I speak to our audience again. Um, I think really the next step is to make that one-off look for the regular the regular well, guys. no, that's so they, what that's what I do with my production wheels already. You right. know, they're well, it's 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 all like heavily machined and contoured to where I feel happy with it. Still and a then, custom piece, well, and custom back spacing. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's and that's the thing is like you know, I, I like to feel like Mike and I work good together. Where, um, where, what other people make like a really big deal about like oh uh, like we don't treat it like it's it's no big deal, but just, we just know how to work together. And it's like, we make it easier to, to make like a one-off wheel. Like where before people were like, Oh my God, a one-off wheel. Like, Oh, you got to charge all kinds of money and this and that. And this is a big ordeal and make it like, it feel like half your life dedicated to it. Nah, you know what? I mean, you give people parameters to work in and this is what we're doing. And you know, you, we've done it so many times. It's just like, it's kind of like, what am I trying to say? We, we, we got to figure it out. It, we got to figure it out. We, we do. We but do. it's still, but, it, but that is because you are personally involved in your businesses. You're not For a sure. corporation. And that's, and I, and I think that's why people can purchase wheels from you both. And you can get to the details that matter to the client. We're yeah. talking about the same thing your dad did. We're talking about that artistic impression again. You guys are both great at it. And I think that's why clients need to go to you instead of the big box store wheels because they can get more out of it and, and the value is there. Yeah, and uh, for sure. And you know what? The other side of it is I've been on the big production side. So I've seen one-off designs go into thousands of, of you know pieces. So we have that expertise as well. So it's like we just don't do just four at a time. I mean, that's what we do. That's just kind of the, the, the world we live in. But... If someone came to us and they wanted to make thousands of something, we can do that for them too. Yeah. You know, I mean, because we got also to the design sense and the production and manufacturing experience where we know what's going to work on the big runs. And, you know, I don't know. I like to do all different kinds of stuff. So it's kind of like... I'm doing wheel things now, right? But I mean, uh, if other <laughs> things, you're, you're, you're a wheel guy. I'm a wheel guy. <laughs> wheel cool guy, you know? So I don't know. A wheelie weight guy. No, no, no. But we got we got we got a really cool new twist on one of Chris's designs coming out this week. So it uh, your 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 new concave Columbus. Yeah. What's up? Got a customer waiting on those. We'll see. We'll we'll see it tomorrow. Really? Oh yeah. (laughs) No, and you know what? That's you will. I won't be here. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is too, and you know what? This year, my new designs are actually upgraded variations and just changes we probably should have. You know, you know when you do something. I mean, I mean, here's the deal: refinements, refinements. Because (laughs) when, when when you produce something and you go, that's it, and it's like, well. Then you go back That's and you go, it. well, because when you work in, okay. oh, but you could do this or that, or you know, I mean, it's kind of like so we we did the Amarillo right, and um, you know, it, it's uh, it's one of those things where the Amarillo we decided, I, I think what it was was we had a forging option, 
like that was a little oh, bit more, yeah, yeah, a little more concave, and we go. Maybe we can save a couple bucks, but maybe we, or maybe not. But maybe we can also get a new uh, profile out of it. So we did the concave rear option on the Amarillo. Wheels, wheels always look cooler when they're deeper. Yeah. So of course. So, so. lip depth wise, um, lip depth wise, it's basically like you're not going to get deeper lip, but visually. Because it's a rear application, you don't have the, any of that spindle clearance, right? So we we suck the the the, the cap area then, down, then the center of it. Yeah, and, and so we have all this shit sticking out. So we did the Amarillo, and, and and it's been received pretty well. So we got a new set that's in the works. Uh, we're releasing the new um, concave Columbus option, so it's gonna be bitching. So I'm looking forward to it, uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing. I, I kind of want to go to Detroit now. You should. It's, it's, I'm going to go with you. We're going to bring my buddy Steve, I think. It's, it's a lot go. more like buying a magazine and waiting for the magazine instead of yeah, going to it really Instagram. is. No, and you know what? I really... That's so true. You, you got to go, go stand in line to get on the stinking airplane but, but you know what like, well for us <laughs> hey, you, you you have to drive for hours and days and weeks and but we live in a world where you there are no secrets kept at all and i appreciate that the detroit they're, yeah they're the holding G- up i i appreciate that detroit Autorama is saying do not release any pictures anything i appreciate yeah. that because you in this world you cannot keep secrets and you know because everyone wants to post their shit on instagram and hey look what i got look what i got mm-hmm. i get it i get it because guess what as soon as you post it you can start selling that shit but guess it what? it used to be 15 minutes of fame and i think it's down to 15 seconds it, it really is because and then what have you done today what have you done today what have you done today the but you most, know what the question i got asked the most often after every car i finished what are you doing we, next? We, we would be standing there there'd yeah. still be paint on my shoes and somebody would be asking me what the next car is and they hadn't even given the car behind me a three to fifteen minute walk around. Walk around. Yeah. 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 No, and you're right. Well, if and, you're not, you're, if you're not appreciating the piece of art that I just delivered to the table, it took six years of my life, no. twenty thousand hours, and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. No. If I, you want to talk what? about what's next, you have no comprehension. And There's no point in talking about that. If we can't appreciate the effort and the artwork that goes into each and every one of these cars. And, and to that point, if the guy, if you watch the guy walk around your car, let's say the Riviera, right? He walked around for 15 minutes and you saw him walk around for 15 minutes mm-hmm. and he asked you that question, then you would or go. make the time for that guy. Then you go like this. I don't know. You tell him whatever you got going on. Yeah. But if it's a guy that just kind of looked over real quick and then gave you gave, gave a one minute that? over. No, because... I get it, man. Yeah, but I'm excited, and then Mike, Mike, and I got a lot of cool shit happening. Um, when do you when are you gonna come back to LA? Whenever you come back, uh, I have to come back after Detroit. Yeah. I'm done. This is a quick visit. I get it. I get it. Well, I'm yeah. We're on it. Yeah, I'm. Well, and maybe so and maybe for but, you guys. Yeah, where do we find you? Because I'm not trying to sell anything. No, well, I mean, CurtisSpeed.com. Yep, CurtisSpeed.com. Uh, hotrodsbyboy.com but simple jf jfcustoms.com nice i might even get some t-shirts made up this well, is gonna yeah, be cu- you mean customs with a k customs with a it's hard k hard k hard k is that like a capital but hey it's not it's not <laughs> dot it's not dot ca or it's dot com dot com there you go right. not dot ca yeah, globalist what else is there globalist 
All right. Well, hey. Dot, dot Vegas. Did you hear about that one? No. What's that? They have a instead of dot com. It's dot Vegas. Oh wow. Yeah, they got dot everything. I know. Yeah. It's okay. Whatever. But uh, well, it's been really That's a fun. Wrap. It's a wrap. Thank you, <laughs> Mike. I'll see you. Uh, I won't. One. Hey, I won't see you. So happy birthday. Okay. Thank you. Happy birthday. I'll try. And you, good seeing you again, JF. Thanks and, for uh, the company, gentlemen. Yeah, this was cool, man. I'm glad, and uh, I want to say thanks, Steve. Awesome, uh, for... Yeah, awesome, awesome being in on your first one. Yeah, you know, it's the first one. We'll, we'll have many more. I think my mom's next, you know. I'm, I'm going to like to hear her stories. Oh, man, this going to be that. fun. And then uh, thanks to Steve for helping us out. And uh, Stevie. We got one in the bucket here. All right. Well done, gentlemen. Talk yeah. to you. Oh,